Hey, welcome back to the last shot, the last cast for the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the mighty 790 KFGO FM 94.1, 104.7, the KFGO mobile app, and don't forget KFGO.com. As always, I want to remind you that you can email me, outdoorslive at gmail.com. You can text outdoors to 35270. I may not get it immediately, but I will get it and I will respond. Uh, still to come on the weekend edition of Outdoors Live, we're going to get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're also going to get you a podcast. Podcast Extra with Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Uh, you listen to Gone Outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday mornings, but not everybody can listen at 11 o'clock. Not everybody can catch the podcast. So appreciate being able to bring you a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. So I know for a lot of you, this is a busy time of year, and we, we've always tried to make sure that we, we, we put the focus. We put the focus right where it should be. The outdoors is so special to so many people in so many different ways to get away from the challenges and the struggles of, of life for just a moment. I mean, if you can't see God outdoors, boy, I mean, the, the, the sunshine, even in the cool, crisp mornings or the freezing cold mornings are those beautiful, those beautiful days that we, that we steal away. Um, for me, yes, I have all of the busyness of family, of life, of work. And then this week, we, we roll through. We roll through my my anniversary, our 25th anniversary for my wonderful wife, Michelle, who has the, the most patience in the world. I love her so much. Um, her patience, as anybody that knows me, has, has got to be only from God to, to be able to put up with me. So uh, happy anniversary, 25 years and three wonderful kids. And then the day after our anniversary is her birthday. And the day after that is my dad's birthday. I've got my nephew's birthday after that. So a happy birthday to my wife, a happy anniversary to my wife, and a happy birthday to my dad, Larry Lear, in Valley City. And uh, it, it's just a wonderful time. Some people would say, oh, it's just way too much jammed in. And I'm like, I love it. I, I absolutely love it because so much to be thankful for and so much to celebrate. And the outdoors is in the middle of it all. Pat Stockton is an award-winning outdoors communicator. She connects with hunters, anglers, bait shops, motels, resorts to give us a better idea of what people are finding or not finding outdoors. Pat Stockdale, take it away. Thanks, Doug. Checking elsewhere around North Dakota, smaller lakes are skimming over with ice and anglers are testing depth as they venture on, or at least they should be testing ice depth as they walk on. Northern Devil's Lake feeder lakes are seeing some walk-on activity, but again, I'm stressing walk-on only and test along the way. There's also some walk-on activity on Pipestem Reservoir for walleye, while Lake Ashtabula had patches of open water early in the week, a reason to be extra cautious regardless of which lake a person is walking onto. While it's freezing at night, lakes aren't gaining much ice, if any, during the day, and wind can move it and shift it around. That's what's happening on the upper end of Lake Sakakwea. Areas of the lake get a skim of ice and the wind opens it again, so that end of the big lake is unfishable yet. The midsection around Newtown and Van Hook Arm, as well as Douglas Bay a little to the further east, still has some boat fishing going on, weather permitting that is. Yes, Boat fishing in December on Sakakawea, as strange as it may sound. Be careful when launching, though, without the luxury of docks, and there's the potential for icy and slippery boat ramps. Try jigs and minnows or jigging wraps. While there aren't new reports from the Missouri River tail race, 
There are scattered reports of anglers catching walleye from shore at Eckroth Bottoms, south of Bismarck Mandan. Not a, lang not a lot of anglers are out, but those going are finding a bit of success. Canada geese are still scattered on the open water along the east end of Lake Sakakawea with birds on the Missouri River as well. However, they're still difficult to decoy and they just don't go out to feed on a consistent basis. Some Canada geese are also along the upper end of Sakakawea, but birds moved out of north central North Dakota and much of the rest of the state without having that open water for loafing and resting. And finally, try to get out while the weather's still cooperative for some late season pheasant hunting. The birds might be getting educated, but it's still a great early Christmas gift for that four-legged hunting companion, anytime they can spend time afield. And don't forget to carry water for them. They get thirsty even in colder weather. So appreciate being able to bring Pat Stockdale to you with our Central Dakota Outdoors report. Read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. You can find her in many other publications nationally and across the upper Midwest. Pat Stockdale, an award-winning outdoors communicator with our Central Dakota Outdoors report. Hey, now the last cast, the last shot. It's Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri. From Brewer and Agri, Gone Outdoors, it's our podcast extra. Welcome back to Mediator, Giannis. Or welcome back to Gone Outdoors, Giannis. <laughs> well, thanks for having me as a representative of Mediator. I appreciate it. Yes. So uh, one of the reasons why I really wanted to get you on, because we've never done a segment on this and is so popular um, in the hunting, in the outdoors, not just hunting, in, in the entire outdoor community, is the Onyx mapping technology. And I know you guys use Onyx a lot. You guys are ambassadors for Onyx. So for our listeners who don't know what Onyx is, uh, let's give them a couple-minute rundown of what it is and why they should have it, because honestly, they really should. It's an app that you would, would put onto your smartphone, and it basically gives you access, depending on the subscription that you pay for, um, to aerial imagery, topographical maps, and private or not just private, but any kind of land ownership information that is publicly available, um, basically all in the palm of your hand. And you can toggle between, you know, whatever you want to look at, whether it's aerial or the topography. Uh, like for me personally, I'm out west. I'm looking at the topo map a lot because it just helps me figure out my route, you know, through the mountains. But then when I'm hunting back in Wisconsin, I'm much more looking at the aerial imagery because I might want to see more of like what the cover is like you know, where the recent cut has been, uh, you know, if it's the cornfield, you know, over there or marsh or whatever it might be, but the typography might not be as important where I hunt. Um, but it, it's a, you know, talking about how big of a tool it's become in hunting, my, the videographers that we work with making the show are, have been commenting lately how just, it just seems like the phone itself has become such a integral part of what they're seeing in the camera. And that is because the people that they're filming are constantly looking at their maps. So, mm -hmm. you know, you might say, oh, you, it's like the negative of it is like you're spending too much time on your phone. You should be, you know, in the woods, enjoying the woods. But in reality, you're looking at a map. And um, I'm still a proponent of paper maps. Sometimes we bring them along if we're in, you know, big backcountry situations. But um, it just allows me to basically look at a map more often and really understand the layout of the land. And again, whether it's from, you know, root finding to um, picking out locations where I actually think I might ambush animals or, you know, you know, 
intersect my path with an animal's path, um, it's really become invaluable. So, uh, yeah, if, if you haven't tried it, I highly recommend going. And uh, I, I think they always have some sort of great deal on a trial membership available. You know, just on last week's show, me and Kyle were talking about in our opening segment about how phones are can be a distraction when you're hunting. You know, where you should be present in the moment and enjoy the nature, enjoy the quietness, and, and just get out there and enjoy that experience. And phones can be a distraction. But there are reasons to have a phone, and this is probably one of the top ones because it's a very, very valuable tool. You know, a lot of people would compare this to a depth finder in a boat for summer fishing. You're basically carrying a, a GPS, you know, a handheld GPS, but now within your phone, which also has, uh, you know, your a camera, um, et cetera. So you just have that many more tools in one package, which just limits the amount of stuff you have to carry around. One of the applications I found just absolutely a, a cool piece of the Onyx is my son showed me this. We, we were tracking a deer and we're trailing it and, and he's marking waypoints along the way. And in the end, we went back and looked and we could see the exact trail where this deer went before we recovered it. Oh, yeah. It's one, yeah, it's wonderful. It has a tracking function. You can do it by marking waypoints like he did, or you can just turn on a tracking function and it'll just automatically, you know, drop. I don't know exactly what interval it does it, but it just drops points as you go. And then when you're finished, it asks you if you want to save the path or not. And um, it can be used for, you know, when you're set up, drop a, set up the tree stand for the first time and then you walk back to the truck and you just turn the tracker on and sort of, and mark that trail. And then that way, when you're coming in the dark, you can just follow that trail on your phone and it'll take you right to your tree and it eliminates having to put up you know, flagging or the little reflective tax um, or whatever. You can just basically follow the trail on your phone. You know, and just like with the clothing, you don't have to have this to go and be successful, but it can make uh, your hunt a little bit more successful. It can make it a little bit easier, can keep you from getting lost, which is huge, can keep you from going someplace where you could get hurt or someplace you shouldn't be. So there's definitely a safety aspect to it. Um, so as we're talking about uh, talking about electronics and technology and hunting, another big one in the last couple of years is cellular trail cameras. Um, trail cameras have been around for a long time. A lot of people use them. You go on social media right now, everybody gets photos or showing photos of, of what they've seen and what's in their hunting area. A lot of people will name the deer in their area and the cellular camera just makes it even more, more so. You don't have to go pull a card anymore. Is that something that you guys use much in your your meat eater group and in the guys that you hang out with? Are there very few people that use the cellular trail cameras? Um, I would say it definitely skewed towards the whitetail hunters. Um, you know, some states out west here have, you know, Arizona, you guys probably know, you know, they, they just outlawed trail cameras altogether. Um, but uh, so as far as the whitetail hunters go, everybody's using the cellular cameras to what extent, you know, that differs between individual. But I would say that most of us are using them more to gather some sort of inventory. Um, I'm a, you know, I'm an absentee landowner in Wisconsin. I live 20 hours away from where I like to deer hunt. So it's like, for me, it's entertaining, um, to be able to, you know, every day, you know, go to the app, 
look at the pictures, see what's shown up, especially the last month here in October, because well, my place went from having no shooters to having four shooters. And know, it, it builds so excitement for the season as well. Yeah, a hundred percent. And but I, I do think that. And listen, I'm still a novice deer hunter, but yeah, I'm constantly reminded by our more experts that you know it's really you don't want to base hunting decisions on you know cellular cam or any kind of camera. Um, you know, information. Um, it's going to be different when you're there. You need to be on the ground and, and you know, reading signs, uh, figuring things out on the ground. You're just going to pull in that much more. You know, that cellular camera really takes such a narrow snapshot of what's going on in a chunk of woods. And uh, I mean, I know there are people that develop very detailed plans on how to hunt deer based on camera <laughs> knowledge. But um, I would say within our group, it's it's more used to, you know, gain inventory um, and sort of say, oh, yeah, there's a scrape that's getting used a lot. You know, that may or may not be a good place to set up on because it's a hot scrape or not. You know, not just because there's one particular de deer in that area. We're talking with Giannis Putellas. He is a content creator for Meat Eater. Giannis, if people want to find out more information about Meat Eater, why don't you list off a few of the areas where they can find you at because i know you guys are all over probably the easiest uh, place to jump off is uh, our website which is themeateater.com uh you can watch uh most if not all of our content there um as well as on our youtube channel um which is just the meat eaters youtube channel um and then uh just, everyone pretty much has an Instagram handle. Uh, so you can find me at Giannis underscore Putellis. Um, Stephen Rennell is on Instagram. The meat eaters got their own account. But those are probably the three top places I would send someone to, you know, get a feel for what we're doing. Um, and then you can kind of, you can get into the universe from there. Hey, speaking of the universe, um, I got to give a plug for my absolute favorite piece that you guys did. It's called The Stars in the Sky, A Hunting Story. It is absolutely no. phenomenal. I have watched it probably a dozen times uh, over the years. Where can people specifically find that piece? Jeez, you know, uh, I wish I was more prepared. Uh, last I knew, you could still watch it on Netflix. Um, I believe you're right. Yep. yep. Uh, that's where I would, would send somebody. Um, and if you're looking to find it and you didn't find it on Netflix, uh, email us uh, just at the general info email at Meat Eater and we'll We'll find you a link or find you a way that you can watch it. All right. Thank you, Giannis, for coming on Gone Outdoors. We really appreciate you uh, spending some of your time, especially this time of year, because we all know how busy this time of year is. Perfect. Well, there you go. The last shot, the last cast for the weekend edition of Outdoors Live. I appreciate Scotty Brewer, Kyle Agri, Pat Stockdale, the Central Coast Outdoors Report. Don't forget, podcasts available at kfjo.com, also outdoors news, blogs, uh, at kfjo.com on the Outdoors Live blog page. You can email me, outdoorslive at gmail.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the mighty 790 KFGO, FM 94.1, 104.7, kfjo.com, the KFGO mobile app. Until next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.